This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right. Joe Thompson Smasky, thank you for joining ah, us on the show today. Let's, thank you uh, for having me, Christopher. My pleasure. <laughs> what is your primary role in the line dance community? I have uh, thankfully been involved in the line dance community for quite a long time. I uh, grew up in a dancing family in Texas, and uh, so we've been doing country dancing and also um, ballet, jazz, tap, all sorts of different kinds of dancing since I was a little girl. My parents taught uh, country two-step and swing, and then we did ballroom dancing and square dancing. And so pretty much any kind of dance you can name, I've done it maybe at one point in my life. Line dancing came along for me at a very early age uh, when we would go square dancing as a family, they would do some line dancing in association with that. And we did things like the Holly Gully and Amos Moses. Well, Holly Gully is kind of circle dance, but Amos Moses was one of the first ones I learned. And, and just some really simple, easy Elvira type stuff as well. And so uh, it was just part of my up upbringing in Texas. Everybody kind of learns to country dance at some point, you know. And then when I was about 15, we started teaching in our studio. We opened a dance studio. My mom and I were the primary instructors. My, my brother was my dance partner. My dad, of course, is, uh, taught too. But at that point, this was kind of um, like uh, late, uh, well, mid-80s, uh, Urban Cowboy, the movie came out, and it was a huge uh, rush, you know, for everybody to want to learn to dance. And so our classes exploded, and line dancing and, and couples dancing too at the same time. So, uh, so I've been involved in it, you know, since way back then, and uh, then kind of really moved, in, transitioned into what I'm doing now in the the mid '90s. I, that's when Achy Breaky Heart hit the scenes, and uh, you know, the Boot Scootin' Boogie, and all the stuff that was coming out of Nashville at the time. And I was contacted uh, by a group out of Texas that were wanting to do some instructional line dance videos and said, could I choreograph some line dance videos? We hear you're a, a dance teacher. And I was like, sure. So I choreographed at that time, early 90s, Cowboy Rhythm, Midnight Waltz, Bump in the Dark, Sliding Home, a lot, uh, thankful of Star Cha-Cha, a lot of line dances that are still around today and got those videos out there. Went on to... Um, to be on a, a television show, had my own dance instructional show called Dance Line, which was on the Nashville Network. Got some really wonderful opportunities through that, and people started picking up my choreography and taking it to different parts of the world. Country Music Television hired me to teach for them. I did the Dance Ranch Romp uh, Line Dance Contest Tour. I choreographed that for them. So, so it was just a progression of really wonderful opportunities, you know. So I've been teaching line dancing for 35 years, and I just I can't imagine doing anything else. So thankful for that. What is your process when you're creating a new dance? Do you start with the music and then set uh, steps to it, or do you think, oh, I've got steps I want to do and I got to find a song? You know, it, it depends. Sometimes um, I, I I do think that a, the song is very very important. Uh, if it's a song that makes me want to get up and dance and makes me want to, you know, get out of my chair and jump onto the dance floor, then hopefully it will do that same thing for other people. And um, and so uh, a lot of times the music is is key if it's a, if it's a dance that you're wanting to do specifically for one song. If it's something that's more generic, maybe uh, like a tush push kind of choreography that goes to a lot of different songs, sometimes you kind of kind of with a with a cool step pattern and and it, it, that might be the um, the origin of, of the inspiration mm -hmm. but uh, so 
So me, for me, it can be both, but a lot of times it is uh, it is music. I'll hear a song that I really love, and I'll just start playing with it and listening to it. And it gets in my brain, and sometimes I can't even go to sleep until I get whatever it is that's worked, you know, I'm in my brain worked out, and then uh, and then I can sleep on it, you know. But uh, choreography for me has been something I've done almost my entire life. I remember being about seven years old and I was a huge Elvis Presley fan, huge country music fan at the day. And I grew up listening to all sorts of music, uh, genres of music, but um, I would choreograph at seven years old, literally choreograph routines and make my family, my mom and my dad and brother and sit down and, and watch these routines, you know, and it was choreography. It wasn't just dancing around. And then when we opened our dance studio, I choreographed full-length dance recitals and full-length musicals and, and full-length ballets. And, and so, um, so it's choreography has some, been something that I can't remember a time where I didn't just really enjoy it and love it. And uh, did you go through the, the steps of like, you know, with plotting it out and everything? Did you develop your own... A system, or did you look up how to do it from other choreographers? Um, I guess a little bit of both. I um, I had some great teachers from very early age, you know, and um, and so I in their classes kind of learned how the body moves and how things flow together and the way that it feels. And I can still remember those instructors and how how much they talked about the body movement and how it moves naturally and and so I did learn a lot of those uh, concepts from my my teachers and the, and the choreographers that I stu studied under and I think for me that is absolutely one of the most important things about choreography is that it should flow it should if there's a, a part that is awkward or it's forced or a, you forget what comes next it probably needs to be tweaked a little bit and changed because um, the body the body should just move in a natural way as opposed to forcing it to do something that it doesn't want to do you know those forced moves are going to be very quickly forgotten as as opposed to a dance that flows together that just feels natural and becomes part of your spirit and part of your you know uh, you don't have to kind of go into like your zone and not even and think about it and your body takes over and still flows through those steps so for me that's key in choreography is to take what those instructors and early teachers taught me about how the body moves why it moves that way and make sure I incorporate that into my choreography are there dances that you're especially proud of that you feel really achieved that um, I do you know even simple dances uh, a beginner ish level dance or high beginner perhaps you might think uh, come dance with me is one that I choreographed almost 20 years ago and it's it, 32 counts you know uh, nice obviously beautiful song by Nancy Hayes and, and but the, the steps do flow together and and I'm, I'm am proud of how that feels and I've had a lot of people say that that has become the first dance that they put on when they go you know to their, their, their club or whatever it is that gets everybody out on the floor um, I feel like Come Dance With Me is a prime example of that. Uh, Dizzy, again, is another one that's popular worldwide. And, and what one piece for me that's important is that the end of the dance flows into the beginning of the dance. There's not a stopping point and then having to regroup and restart, you know. And um, so Come Dance With Me and Dizzy, uh, for me, I, I, I feel like do have that concept of flow that, uh, that I'm really proud of. And since you are known all around the world uh, as a choreographer and instructor, you've had a lot of opportunities to collaborate. How, how does that process work? <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. It's fun because you know we all bring out different. Uh, we all have our own styles. We have what we're, our strengths are and our weaknesses, of course. You know, the things that we enjoy or the things that we feel comfortable and confident with. And working with other choreographers can be really inspiring and can also get you a little bit to think outside your box and outside your comfort zone a little bit of, okay, now how can we blend these two styles together? And uh, and I have, you know, Scott Blevins and I have worked together quite a bit. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael Barr and Michelle Burton and I have worked together uh, quite a lot. Rachel McEnany White, uh, John Robinson, and myself, and Simon Ward and I did yes together, which has been a lot of fun, and and, um, and so each each person that I get to work with, I I, I learn something from them, you know, and uh, and the and the challenge is to make it a real blend. A lot of people say, well, which part did you do, and which mm. part did he do, and which part did she do? Well, to me, a great collaboration is that you can't necessarily, sometimes you can pick out which piece belongs to which person, but that it, it's so well blended together that it's, that it's, uh, it doesn't, it's not disjointed, you know, that it has that nice mix of the two people blended together very, very nicely. Do you have what you describe as a personal style of both uh, dance and choreography? And for dance, it would be uh, what somebody would identify as you out on the dance floor, even if they can't see you too clear, like, well, that's that's her. Or uh, for the dances themselves, are there uh, any steps that you find yourself coming back to a lot that just mm -hmm. feel right, that you just want to put in everything? Mm -hmm. And people can, you know, guess that, oh, that's a Joe dance. Mm -hmm. Um well, I, I do try not to um, limit myself to just one particular style because I do try to do um, smooth, you know, through the West Coast swing and more nightclub. I try to do Latin and cha-cha, you know, and, and rumba and tango. I, I, I try to, I'm not excessively funky, but I try to do a little bit of funky, you know, when I, when I can. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to kind of push myself to to not just get stuck in one style but probably if people said you know it would be more smooth I, I know that my you know style is smooth and that more fluid kind of uh, emotion because that, that's how I was trained you know I'm not like funky staccato type you know more sharp percussive type style which I think is is really exciting and and one of the things I'm working on my dancing is to take that smoothness and then add more power or add more dynamic to it occasionally, you know. So, um, but probably people would say more smooth and flowy and graceful and stuff would be possibly how that how they might think of of the Joe flow, you know. <laughs> Joe flow, I like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, with all the the different types of dance you've been exposed to, how did line dance stick? Like, why why was this something that you just kind of seemed to have thrown your your uh, your all your focus and your attention into when when like I'm mean, dancing with the stars? Maybe you don't see line dance mm -hmm. or you know all these other popular styles come and go. Mm -hmm. Swing from you know when Zoot Suit Riot was coming out, like you have stuck with line dancing. Mm -hmm. And what is it about that this unique field of dance that uh, that has your heart mm -hmm. and soul? Um, I think part of it was, a, a, again, a great opportunity because um, uh, my, my parents and I had the dance studio for, um, for almost 15 years, and then my, my parents decided to retire. And at that, at that point, we were, had been teaching the ballet, jazz, tap, 
ballroom uh, couples, and I still do couples dancing. My husband and I uh, love West Coast Swing and Salsa, and I teach both of those as well, um, and uh, country, two-step, and nightclub, and, and, and all that stuff, and waltz, and, and whatever. But uh, for line dancing, I, I think that the... The chance that I had um, when originally I there was a, the opportunity to get the show in Nashville. Uh, I was just kind of I was on a little show in in Texas, in Dallas. A very good friend of mine, Deborah Moffat. I shouldn't say little show. It was a, it was a great show. Uh, she was a Miss America, former Miss America, and I had been in the Miss America pageant through being Miss Texas. And so we were pageant buddies, you know. And so she called me. She said, "I hear you teach some line dancing. I need somebody to come on my show and teach some line dancing." To, and so I did, and I was only on for maybe 30 seconds you know but that footage got seen by someone in Nashville and Knoxville Tennessee and that's how I got the television show Dance Line and so it was a lucky break maybe it was leaning in the right place at the right time who knows you know but literally overnight I was moved from East Texas to Knoxville Tennessee and I had my own line dancing show so how who knows how that <laughs> happened I don't know um, but it was only on for um, for 65 episodes one season then unfortunately it was canceled but then I went to work with country music television and, and went on from there so so those opportunities gave me the uh, chance to travel start to travel worldwide and meet a lot of people through the line dance community and have my choreography exposed to a lot of people through traveling. And, and as you know, it's a, it's a family, and you meet someone, and they say, oh, I saw you at that event. Would you come to my event? And, and, and you know, oh, we learned your dance. We love it, and they look for another dancer, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a community, and, and then you get involved in that community and it becomes your family. And, uh, and so that's how I, I feel like I'm just really thankful and really blessed to have had that initi quick initiation into a worldwide thing that has spread and I started traveling over to the UK and started teaching and, and doing um, you know workshops in in Asia and you know in all of the United States and Canada and, and Europe and and stuff so um, I guess just I, I a very lucky chain of events but that's where my family is you know is, is through the line dance community and uh, and I'll always be a part of it in what ways would you say that line dance and the community uh, the, the movements how has it changed you from the time you started to now how have you changed as a person because of line dance um, well I, I feel like it's it's made there are a lot of things that that I just feel so thankful that this little seven-year-old girl that did choreography in her living room for her family now is having the opportunity to do choreography for friends around the world. Like, this wasn't something that I just decided, you know, at the spur of the moment, oh, I'm going to choreograph a line dance. Literally at seven, it was it was in me already, you know. And so so that's, I, that's to me, I never even dreamt that I would have the chance to... I, I didn't get to travel much as a child. We were, we were kind of close to home because we had, my dad was in the cattle business, so we didn't get to travel very much because we had livestock to take care of, right? So to be able to, to travel, which I always dreamt of doing, and to be able to teach dance, just, it, it's, every day I wake up and just go, wow, you know, <laughs> like, how did this happen? And uh, so going from being raised in a very small town, very, you know, um, uh, out in the middle of nowhere, like I said, on the on the ranch, to be able to, able to travel around the world and have friends around the world, that was a huge change. Mm -hmm. You know, it really was, and that has 
happen primarily through line dancing. I think that I just, um, I, I can't say enough how thankful I am for the friends that I know and the people that I know. And the, and you walk in and you're surrounded by a thousand people that love the same thing that you love. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you know, it makes you feel good. Do you think that uh, kind of path is still possible for people with uh, all the changes that have happened in line dancing over the years where you have YouTube uh, ex- sort of exposing dances to to people as opposed to the choreographer teaching it to them? Like, uh, Do you think it's still possible for somebody to become a, uh, shall we say, line dance superstar? Mm. Uh, or um, like, where, where do you see uh, line dance in, in the culture right now? And uh, if, if a person wants to get deeper into it, um, how how would they do it so that they they can become part of this family <laughs> right. and community? Because gotcha. the bar scene's a lot different than the circuit. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, there's. I guess you have to look at it in two ways. Is it your hobby or are you wanting to try to do it as a professional, mm-hmm. right? I have to keep in mind that it is both for me. It's my hobby. I love dancing just for the pure joy of dancing. and But it's also my profession. It's what I, you know, now... And don't do it full time, but it's the only job I've ever had, right? Um, when I first got into it, there were a lot fewer people that were choreographing line dancing that that, uh, that were traveling to events and teaching, you know. So that it because it has exploded and become so abundant, there it is a lot harder to get your name out there as a choreographer or your name out there as an instructor, and um, and I. I wish I had a magic potion and say, poof, you know, this is, you're going to get, you know, your dance known worldwide. Sometimes we get lucky, you know, even, uh, um, you know, some people with their first dance might get a worldwide hit, but it's, I, I don't think there's necessarily any, any specific <laughs> magic potion that makes that happen. I just think that you have to have the right perspective on it. Um, that it is a, a, a line dance. It's 32 counts of choreography. It's not the only line dance you're going to ever choreograph in your dan- in your life. You know, if you're truly a choreographer or truly love dancing, this is going to be part of your your life forever. You know, I've tr- I've choreographed hundreds of dances. So if I had gotten frustrated that my first one didn't hit and quit, where would I be? Right. right? You know. So I'm not saying keep churning them out. I'm just saying that that don't base your whole like you know self-esteem on whether this line dance becomes a big hit or not you know um, it, it is it's much harder because it's there's so many more dances out there now um, so do it because you love it do it because it's fun do it because it's creative and um, and just hope for the best you know and uh, and just go from there and you've been in this long enough so that you've probably, I mean, I know that there are so many criticisms people can have of line dancers because either I've seen them uh, actually happen to people, including myself, or you just imagine them and you tell them to yourself. And I'm sure you've, you've seen them uh, maybe come through your world before. How do you deal with some of the criticisms uh, that people have of either line dance itself or being you being a line dancer? Mm, yeah, because people do have, a, I think, a, maybe a mental image of what they think line dancing is, you know, and um, and they're sometimes surprised that maybe 
maybe it's not that way. But I guess it's the same way with anything. If you're not in the community, you know, you don't even necessarily know whatever it is exists until you've discovered it, you know. I, um, and, um, and so uh, I, I just, you know, when people say, oh, you teach line dancing, what is that? And I'm like, yeah, I do, and it's amazing. And we dance to all kinds of music, and we have a lot of fun, and it's great exercise, and it's wonderful for stress release, and it's great to to meet friends, a great way to meet friends. And I just tell them what all the benefits are, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and say you should check it out sometime, and uh, and hopefully they that they might see it and and open their eyes to what the possibilities are, you know. And the one thing about that, I another thing I like about the line dancing is that um, everybody has their own style. Mm-hmm. They really do, and uh, and it's accepted on the line dance floor. You don't have to look exactly like this person or exactly like this instructor or this choreographer. Make it your own, you know, and, and keep that. Keep your own style. Don't feel like you've got to be a carbon copy of somebody else to be perfect you know I mean we're all human we all have something to bring to the dance floor literally and in line dancing that that's a uh, it's a prime place for that and you can take it to any level you can keep it really simple and and and, uh, and easy or you can really step out and go full force with it you know take it to whatever level you want it to that's mm. it all it's it's available to you, you it, uh, speaking to to style earlier today you were mentioning uh, some principles that uh, you you went over in your technique class. Are there any principles that uh, folks out there can think about when they're doing a line dance that really might add to to the feel of their body in the music? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things I talked about in my class today was that um, dancing is a natural extension of walking, of movement, like. But for some reason, when we when we start dancing, like we stiffen up and we start moving like a robot all of a sudden and we don't move that day that way in everyday life like we walk and we have flow to our body when we move in everyday life but all of a sudden we're required to do certain specific steps we tighten up we tense up and we try to be perfect and um and just you know just breathe it out just relax and try to make it feel as much like natural movement as possible as opposed to like getting it's hard not to get uptight because we're we're trying to learn something new that we're not comfortable with but um, but just uh, let that natural body flow take over and um, and if you make a mistake hey who cares mm-hmm. you know we all make mistakes but we don't call them mistakes we call them variations that's and, right you know and and we make the most of it you learn to recover and you get back on and then just keep on going and nobody's judging you for that I mean you might think people are judging you for that but they're worried about what they're doing really you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like if they did it right or not and uh, and so you know, I, I find that the line dance community is very accepting of, the, of that diff- different styles. You don't have to be perfect if you don't want to, you know, for social social dancing anyway. Mm. Competition dancing, another, mm. another thing. Mm-hmm. So regarding the line dance community, over time, I guess we've seen uh, line dancing get real big. You know, cover the country, you throw a rock and you hit another country bar to seeing a lot of places close. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I I have had some concern about that because as the people who got into it in the 80s and 90s, uh, they continue to attend events and they love it. Um, As these country bars close, I wonder what will happen to the scene in the next 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, is there something that we can be doing in the community to help strengthen and improve it to make sure that this this family and this community lives on? Mm 
Yeah, I, it has exploded, obviously, and people are dancing not only in country bars, but they're dancing at uh, the Elks Lodge, they're dancing in a senior center, they're dancing at a local school, they're dancing in a rec center, you know, they're dancing at, you know, convention center hotels and, and, and different things. And so I feel, I feel like that, you know, maybe at one point the, the main place that people danced were in the country bars, and now there are a lot more uh, choices of places to go. So it does spread out just a little bit, I guess. Um, I, I feel like one of the important things to do would be uh, to, as an instructor, try to work together with other instructors in your area. A lot of times people feel like they're in competition with other instructors, and there's, some, there's a little bit of sense of... Uh, uh, not wanting to, you know, share your students or what dances you're teaching or whatever. But I think continuity is important and cohesiveness is important. Community is important. And the more that we can work together, I have groups that have teachers, uh, you know, sessions where they get together every couple of months and they share dances and they talk about, you know, different ideas of how to grow their classes. And, and, um, and I, I really feel like that the strongest communities that I see are the communities that are working together like that. So I only encourage people to don't be afraid of uh, you know of reaching out to other instructors in your area. Don't uh, I think it can only help keep the community growing, keeping it strong. Are there any problems in the line dance world that you feel like we still haven't quite solved, but uh, maybe we should be discussing more to to figure out? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Solve all the world's problems on the dance floor. Yeah, I guess I don't. It's I don't necessarily know well, if I have an answer to that. But for example, like I I find it so difficult to create a step sheet. Like intuitively, I can say, "Ooh, this feels good," but then like to sit down, like I don't have a guide mm -hmm. really to, mm -hmm. to how yeah. to, I, that would be an example of yeah. something where you know maybe some some genius in the line dance world can make it super easy. But if mm -hmm. there's anything you have in mind that mm -hmm. uh, that we just haven't really tackled yet, yeah, no, I mean there could be more um, more standardization of terminology you know more people getting on the same page using the same terminology so that if you go to one class and you learn a kickball change the other instructor is not going to you know call it something totally different like it, it I, I feel like you know the more we can do to try to to be on the same page as far as that kind of stuff and yes step sheets are everybody writes their own version of step sheets so that is hard you know at some point if somebody wants to take that on try and standardize step sheets around the world and you know that that might be good but uh, but yeah that's that's challenging I think you know you just have to go I always again fo focus on the positive focus on the benefits and and uh, know that I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today and saying that every single person that's here at this event probably has a story of how line dancing has maybe literally saved their life mm -hmm. in one way or another you know and just just really to, to focus on how valuable that is and if you're an instructor know that you're giving that gift to your to your students maybe they've they really need this after a hard day at work or they've or they've been you know really down about something and they can come to class and have a moment where they don't have to worry about their troubles and they can get lost in the music you know just all those positive things is just to reinforce and know how powerful that is to keep that to keep that in the forefront is there anything that uh, you would request for all the people who are listening right now? Anything that you would ask of them? Just have fun. You know, don't take it too seriously. Sometimes we get wrapped up in 
you know, oh, I don't know the latest dance, or oh, I messed up that step, or oh, you know, what do, and uh, just, uh, it's, just enjoy it, you know, it's a gift, you just, and don't get frustrated, just um, know that it's, uh, it's meant to be, uh, it's meant to be fun, let the music take over, music's good for your soul, you know, I mean, it is, it's good for your soul, and if you, sometimes if you don't feel like going dancing, you just get up and go, because once you get there and you get through the class, you're going to feel like, oh, I'm so glad I went, because you're going to feel better after you go, because sometimes if you have a tough day, you're like, I'm tired, I just want to sit on the couch, just force yourself to get up, go, you know, don't give in to that temptation to, to, because you'll be, you'll thank yourself later that you did, you give yourself that gift of that music and that uh, friendship of people around you and the support of the community. Is there a way that people in the community can contact you or find you online? I, uh, my email address, joejo.thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, at comcast.net, uh, easy email address to contact me through. don't really have an active website right now because I'm, I'm part-time line dance instructor and full-time mom to oh. my 10-year-old ten, ten daughter, Anna. My husband, Tim, and I are just having a, a ball raising her, and she does dance, and she skates, and she swims, and she, you know, does a lot of uh, activities. And so my focus right now is on her and on family, and uh, so don't have a full-time website or anything. But uh, but anybody's welcome to email me, and, and uh, if you have any questions or, or, you know, want to know what events I'm going to or anything like that, and I just... Uh, Thank you for, for asking. And uh, I mean, you're you're in high demand here at this event at Vegas Dance Explosion. Uh, I have one more question for you, which is, what dance should everyone learn right now? Hmm. What dance should everyone learn right now? I could pick one of any. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Jeez. You know the. T- I, I will say this, the temptation is to try to learn one new latest greatest dance, you know, but I feel like pick up a classic, pick up one that's going to be around, pick up a um, uh, Islands in the Stream or a Dizzy or, uh, you know, uh, a Cruisin' or a Waltz Across Texas or a Watermelon Crawl. I know some of those are like oldies, right, maybe, but if, if you... If you learn one of those classics, then next week when this latest, greatest dance that's hit right now is gone, that classic's still going to get played, mm-hmm. you know, wave on wave and all those great dances. So I, I would say don't get too caught up in learning the latest, all the latest, greatest. Um, pick one of those classics and, uh, and learn one of those because that's going to last you. You'll still be dancing it 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. The other one you may not be dancing... 10 days from now, you know, because it's moved on to the next latest grace. That make, oh, definitely. makes sense, you know. So, all right. I feel like you get more value possibly. I'm not saying don't learn the newest, <laughs> latest, greatest dances because it is fun, yeah. right? But um, but just remember how valuable those, valuable those classics are to put in those in your repertoire. Make sure you sprinkle those into your repertoire as well. Yeah, and you never know when somebody's going to ask you, oh, hey, do you know Dizzy for this flash mob that we're doing? Uh, exactly. So, yeah. That was so much fun, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? All right, well, thank you very much for, uh, for coming and sitting down and chatting oh, with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank and, you, uh, Christopher. And maybe we can get a round two one of these days. Sounds great. Thanks.